0: This is a podcast by The Straits Times. Hello, I'm Andreo, Deputy News Editor for The Straits Times.
1: And I'm Jesse Lim, a journalist with The Straits Times.
0: And I'm David Sun, a correspondent with The Straits Times. You're listening to the sixth episode in a new podcast series by The Straits Times called Stop Scams. Since 2016, victims have lost more than $1 billion to scams.
1: In this episode, we are speaking with Ms. Jessica Chen and Ms. Lavon Toh from e-commerce marketplace Carousel. Jessica is a policy and escalation manager and she identifies scam listings and works with the Singapore Police Force to remove them.
2: And Lavonne is an associate product manager who works with the engineering and marketing teams to roll out safety features for the Carousel website and mobile app. Thanks for joining us today, Jessica and Lavonne.
3: Thanks for having us.
0: Now, the issue of scams has been in the news lately. Uh, What kind of scams are you seeing on Carousel? And how are you all tackling that?
3: So uh, maybe one of them I can share is the property scams. A property scam is whereby a seller lists a property and say that, okay, please pay me X amount to secure a viewing and then usually um, you know people who are looking for rental they are usually um foreigners or even people who are rushing to move out to so, like you know you, you tap onto the impatience and the urgency right like oh uh, you need to secure this a lot of people they want to view this you have to pay me five hundred dollars down. if not i will give this listing to someone else and when they feel the urgency they will transfer without even checking whether or not this person is really a property agent or whether or not this account is credible things like that yeah
0: For these property scams, uh, when did you begin to see more of them?
3: Uh, So for property scams, we actually see them very recently. I'm not sure if it's in line with, you know, Singapore opening up and then all the youths are like, oh, I've had it, I've had enough of staying at home, I want to move out immediately. Yeah, so we, we do see a lot of people who are looking to rent and they actually come out to Carousel to find a place to rent. And uh, that's where the scammers find these opportunities basically to take advantage of these ones and urgency from people who are looking to rent a place.
0: So, you know, most people know that you don't have to pay to view a property and yet people are still falling for such scams. Why is it so?
3: I think the scammers, one thing that they're really good at is they tap onto the emotions of people, right? Like the urgency. And they say that, you know, like when you go for sale and sell 50% off today, last day. And then they they tap on the same emotions like, oh, if you don't pay this $500 by today, I'm going to give this listing to someone else. This listing has a lot of interest and you're not the only one. So there's that, oh, if I don't do something now, this deal would slip out of my hands. So that kind of emotions that the scammers like to tap on. And actually, in terms of like not having to pay a deposit to view a place, I don't really think it's like common knowledge. Like I think some people, they don't really know. It's, maybe it's their first time renting or maybe they're foreigners, right? Maybe in their countries, uh, it's common for you to put a deposit to view. So when uh, they come to Singapore, they think it's the same and they, they fall prey to these kind of tactics. Lah. From our end, what we've actually done is that we actually identified uh, high intent uh, property browsers, property searchers. And what we did is we actually sent to them a Carol DM. So where we reverse, like we, we send a message to all these uh, users who were previously shown interest in uh, wanting to rent to remind them that hey you know if you want to view a property you shouldn't have to um, put down a deposit and in fact CEA also released an announcement on this recently and we actually linked them to CEA for them to you know read more about renting and buying houses in Singapore.
0: Besides property scams what other scams are you noticing on Carousel?
3: So we also have phishing scams which is also common right in other banking industries and other e-commerce sites. A lot of time when we think about scam, it's like, oh, uh, I buy something and then I didn't receive it. I got scammed. But phishing scam is actually the other way around where we actually call it the buyer scam. So what these buyers do is they pretend to want to buy your item. And as a seller, I think that, oh, I'm a seller. What do I have to lose, right? It's either I receive money or I don't receive money. So what the buyers would do is they will say that, oh, I'm interested in your item. I've already paid you. Please click on this link to uh, receive the money. And then as a seller, I think, oh, what's the worst that can happen? I click into this link. I'm supposed to receive money. They, they don't think that, you know, they will be scammed into keying in their online banking credentials. And then from there, the money will actually come out from their account.
4: Yeah, I think that the other one that we've seen before is also like what we call a scam enablers. Um, these are people who actually have very good rating and reviews on the platform. And generally, like there are these scammers who actually prey on these people to ask them if they are interested to sell their accounts or if they are interested to list on their behalf. Uh, once they actually do that, they will just offer incentives to ask them to post. And every time they start posting, they get more deals. Uh, they may not send out the correct items. And you would have a bunch of users who will fall prey to this very good accounts and they can't really tell that these are scammers um, hidden behind those, these good accounts
3: i think these are the more unique ones like special uh kind then there's like the standard pre-order scams where i said oh the item will come two months later please put a deposit first before i can place order so that's like the, the very common like buy sell scam like a seller scam where i take the money and i just don't deliver the goods
2: Maybe you can share a bit more about, you know, how prevalent this is, you know, how much money has been put into this by the scammers, you know, how people get paid for the accounts and that kind of thing.
4: Yeah, I think previously, I think this has been a trend that has been ongoing since a couple of years ago. Um, but recently, we see it up and coming. And um, I think because of inflation as well, it has gone from like $50 per account to up to $500 account.
0: What are some of the um, feedback you get from customers? You know, especially when they say that they have been scammed. So, what are some of these examples of uh, the scams that they have fallen for?
3: So, actually, there was uh, a slightly older gentleman who came down to the office. I think a few months back sharing that oh he has been scammed of a few thousand dollars and he's looking for a particular carousel staff named Amy or something I cannot remember so she came and said that where is this Amy you know this carousel employee Amy I look into our you know company chat and there's actually no such person as Amy so actually what I found out was that this guy actually fell scammed to it was like a job commission kind of scam so basically she, he said that oh I, I met this Amy on Facebook and she says that she's from carousel and he offered me a carousel based job. So what Amy did was that Amy sent over a couple of Carousell listings and say, "Oh, this is the task I need you to do. You take a screenshot of this, and then you uh, transfer a certain amount of money to this account, and then with that, you get ten percent commission." So that's what the guy did, right? So he just say, "Oh, okay. Anyway, it's only twenty dollars. I get ten percent commission." So the first uh, commission task was a success. He did get back, say, $22, cost twenty two dollars because twenty dollars and ten percent commission. Who so is like, oh, "Okay," and then eventually these tasks they actually became. More and more high value, $20, $200, and then eventually it became $2,000, and then Amy disappeared with his $2,000. Uh, So he came down because he thought that Amy was a carousel employee offering paid tasks, but actually it it has nothing to do with Carousel, you know. This person used our logo as her WhatsApp uh profile picture and in her, you know, her WhatsApp business account, she put that, oh, it was also in Chinese. Like, um, I am a Carousel representative offering uh paid task. We uh, are, I am uh, Carousel's official support staff, that kind of thing. Yeah, so the guy came down, he was very angry looking for Amy, but Amy does not exist in Carousel.
0: So how was that situation uh, resolved in the end?
3: Actually, it was, Quite interesting. I don't think it was the first time this guy was scammed. He, he was like saying uh, you just need to tell me is this Amy from Carousel if not I will go and file a police report I think then he was like saying that he, this happened to me a few months ago but that person was from Q10 <laughs> then I was like oh I'm so sorry uncle Um, you have to file a police report and you know next time don't transfer money to people you have never met in real life like, don't anyhow make friends on Facebook and actually I, I went to see the person's Facebook account it's really quite legitimate it has a very long history this person just posting like oh having dinner you know and It actually goes back way back to like years ago so i it's nowadays scammers they put a lot of effort to build like that social trust right
0: so this was just one case but how often do you find carousel being spoofed you know online and being used to scam innocent people
3: it's happening outside of our platform, like they are being approached on Facebook, we, we don't know. But we do work closely with Facebook. We have a direct line with them to tell them that, hey, uh, this mobile number is actually impersonating Carousel, please take it down. So these are some things that we do once we've been alerted of these cases. La. But we I, I don't have the exact number as to like how often are we being spoofed? How often are other people pretending to be Carousel?
0: How else have scams affected your users and how does Carousel address it?
3: I think back then, last year,
4: we did see like a couple of cases where accounts were being taken over and it could be due to external factors where users lost their email addresses and people try to use a uh, Their emails to be able to log in. And once you get hold of the email credentials, technically you can log in, Uh, you'll be able to um, reset the password, for example. So there are some users that lost their accounts and these accounts were later used to commit fraud or even used to make transactions. Um, One of the things that we realized is that when this happened, we can't really prevent it because from our sites, it just seems that it was a regular login from somebody who has a password and a username. Um, But we also realized that a lot of times there is some responsibility on our part where if we find that you are logging in from an unfamiliar device or like a, a new location, for example, we did have like an existing email that sends out to the users to tell them that, hey, there's a suspicious login. Is this you? Um, but in the scenario where you already lost your email address or like your e- email was already compromised, I think you don't really see that email. And by the time you do see that email, it's already too late. Um, So one of the things that we tried to introduce is also having more 2FAs, for example, where if, let's say, you have logged in from a suspicious account, then we would actually ask you for a 2FA for you to insert it to ensure that you are the same person that's trying to log in.
1: And Lavona Jessica, I'm just curious, but uh, are there specific items that are in very high demand, you know, in the past few months? And do uh, scammers use those to, you know, attract their potential victims?
3: Yeah, definitely. So, uh, like we know in during COVID period, right, the high demand items are like masks, hand sanitizers, or even like home entertainment because everyone's trapped at home, right? But now uh, we are opening up and, you know, we don't really need masks or even like the craze over hand sanitizers is not really there anymore. Uh, we do see it moving towards more like uh, luxury products or even like just um, we mentioned properties and even concerts. We're expecting, you know, concert ticket scammers to come, make a comeback when they've been missing for the past two years because there's no, there's not been any concerts, right?
0: I mean, unfortunately, pre-COVID, Carousel was known to be a place whereby scammers would sell counterfeit tickets, concert tickets, right? From that experience, how is Carousel dealing with those kind of scams now during a pandemic?
4: Yeah, I think generally in terms of how Carousel deals with scam is a lot having to do with our eyes and ears on the ground. So a lot in terms of like user reports. Um, So one of the ways that we get To know like what are the ongoing scams or um, some of the suspicious users on the ground is through user reports and they can do it very easily by a a three dot button uh, and then they can just flag a user and put in some comments of like why they are suspicious to them. Uh, From there itself we have a bunch of moderators that actually look into these accounts to determine whether are they really suspicious and if they are uh, that's when we remove all these accounts from the platform for example if we do see a certain trend of them or like them having certain indicators like they all come from a certain country or they use a certain email address then that's when we would actually put it into automation um, so that we are able to detect all these new accounts that might come back again uh, after we have removed them um, we also work with like third-party tools where they also use like crowd knowledge where any client using this tool they would know like who are the scammers and what are some of the scam patterns or trends. And from there itself, every action on the platform would generate a score. And once this score comes out, uh, we will be able to use all these scores to also put in other indicators to remove accounts or even like bring them to moderators for reviews once once we know that it's suspicious.
0: So how many suspicious and inaccurate listings does Carousel remove every month?
4: Yeah, I think generally we remove up to like six-digit figures uh, every year.
0: How are they defined as suspicious or inaccurate? What do you all look out for?
4: So in terms of listings, we look at a lot more things, not just in terms of scams. Uh, it could be they are mispricing the listings where you see a price on the listing, but later on when you chat with the user, that pricing is a different amount. Um, so these are what we call as marketplace quality stuff, not really related to scams.
3: In terms of like listings, I don't think there is like a one telltale sign that indicates that this is a scam listing. There are other signals that we look at. Last. So other than the listing itself, uh, it could be price or it could be like a description. Sometimes you can see scammers, they put their WhatsApp like a WhatsApp link in the description and try really try to direct our users out of the platform because they know that. You know, usually these scam accounts, they don't survive on our marketplace for more than a day. And then when we take action on this account, if the conversation is already brought to WhatsApp, we can't see what's going on there. And as a buyer, you don't see that this account has already been suspended. So you think that all is good and fine. You continue talking to the user, even though technically we have identified this as a bad actor and this person shouldn't be allowed on our platform. Other than listings itself, when a listing is reported, we look at the account as a whole. You know, we look at different types of verification that this user has been through. We also check things like IP addresses. Um, yeah, and b- general behavior of this seller. Is he trying to direct all chats coming in to an external platform? Are, you, are they sending users to dodgy links or like QR codes to say, hey, scan this. Then we can settle payment there, things like that. Find us on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or via the Google Voice Assistant and Amazon
4: Alexa-enabled devices.
1: And now, back to my conversation with my co-hosts, Andre Yu and Davidson, and our guests, Jessica Chen and LeVon To from Carousel. So how does the Carousel team uh, achieve that? Because I understand, you know, you guys, over the past two years, you have uh, increased your hiring a lot. You've spent a lot more money on uh, certain fraud detection software, right? Are there any like, uh, new initiatives you can tell us about? Yeah, I think generally, um, in terms of phishing, that's one of the things we are lo- also looking
4: at, how we can help our users identify um, weird links on our platform. Um, so... It's still in a preliminary stage, but I think we're also looking at if, if for example, you receive a link and you try to click it and we know that it's not part of a carousel platform link, probably what we can do is also to introduce like a pop-up to tell you that you are leaving our platform, for example. So that could be one of the ways to stop phishing attempts. Uh, I think generally we're also looking at how we can increase automation and also increase the speed of how we detect bad users on the platform. There are some internal automations that we are trying to enhance as well. I think another thing is also a lot more in terms of improving our trust signals on the platform. So one of the things that we are also starting to look at is also perhaps um, using all the information that we have, whether it's user, uh, user feedback, any reporting, um, users blocking each other on the platform, all this kind of data is available on our platform. And we can actually use all this uh, to come up with like a comprehensive seller score and potentially use that to do a lot more in terms of surfacing better trust signals on the platform. And I think once we are able to do that, users would be able to make a lot more informed decisions. And uh, it will also help us enhance our current trust signals, which is only limited to ratings and reviews today. Yeah, so that are some of the things that we'll be working on.
2: I want to zoom in a bit more on a particular type of scam that Carousel has, you know, been reportedly involved in. This particular one is the one that people sell the staycation and packages all that kind of thing during the pandemic. This was very popular but because these are in a way more long-drawn scams so the buyers don't really know or other victims don't really know until they go to the hotel and be like, hey, actually I can't get this hotel because it's a, it's a scam basically. So these, these users that sell tend to sell to like dozens of victims already and they kind of get away with the money um not through Carapay of course uh, through PayNow and what have you. So how do, are you all going to tackle these kind of more long-drawn scams you know, even if automation or that you won't know this is a scammer until like maybe weeks and weeks later.
4: Yeah, I think generally it's also the same as pre-order scams like in Hobbies and Toys you see it the same where a lot of these items, they can come from other countries and they will tell you that there's a very long lead time for you to receive the items. Um, for this kind of categories, we generally tell them that uh, please use carousel protection because like, uh, we really can't tell exactly whether this person is good or bad. Um, I think in terms of like the staycation one, carousel protection would also be one of the recommended ways to transact on the platform.
2: Because a lot of these cases, I mean, uh, the police have issued releases on them. So maybe you can tell us a bit more about how you work with the police to kind of like uh, crack these cases?
3: Uh, in general, when the authorities reach out to us to assist they're in investigations, what we will do is just provide them with the information we have on this user. I can't really share what exactly we give them. But yeah, uh, basically the information that we have, we will provide with the authorities. I can't remember if it was last year or last last year. I think it was last last year where we did notice this uh, increase in staycation kind of scams. we actually work with the authorities to actually have like an in-app warning sign right so basically if a user is dealing on what we identify as a staycation or mbs hotel stay listing within the chat itself we will actually remind users to use character protection uh, to keep the chat within the platform and not bring it elsewhere so that's actually one of the collaborations effort that we had with the authorities uh, when it comes to this staycation fraud trend
2: so you know, even with all these efforts that you have mentioned, you know, with automation and all that, um, the safety ratings that came out recently still gave you two ticks out of four. Um, so maybe we just want to get some input from you. You know, how you feel about that?
3: I think one of the key things that we had to kind of like fight with is that we are actually being compared to with um other B two C platforms. Uh, where you know they are the sellers, they are registered businesses, they are selling brand new items, which by right wouldn't have any flaws, or you know they are not they're brand new uh, as opposed to like on Carousel uh, where it's selling between regular users like you and me you know we want to encourage second-hand uh, buying and selling you know uh, the circular economy and sometimes even like saving money right like brand new Dyson hair dryer at $700 I want to buy a second-hand one at like $500 so these are some things that that is in a way out of our control, we give you the option. We give you carousel protection. We give you um, these signals, right? Don't bring the chat out of the app. Um, and we, we show you the types of ver- uh, how verified this user is. You know, as a buyer... Or seller, you make your own uh, informed decision as to like, okay, what suits your needs the most, right? If it's a $500 hair dryer, do I trust that this person, try I trust this person to mail it to me? Or do I want to meet up with this person to be able to check and pass him the cash after I confirm that, oh, it, this person does have the Dyson hair dryer that I want and um, I've checked it, it works then, okay, then we can make the exchange there.
2: I see. So Jessica, you mentioned uh, about the verification process, and you know how it's kind of optional, how verified you are. So you can verify your email, your number, and all that kind of thing. Why won't Carousel turn it into something that's mandatory for every user?
4: In terms of like sellers, um, we do tell them to verify their phone numbers and emails. Um, so phone verification is re- required before you are able to list an item on the platform. Um, so this was already introduced back then in twenty eighteen. I think in terms of Carousel, we want to make it easy for people to be able to start selling very easily. We've seen users like not wanting to verify due to like, data privacy and whatnot. So um, I think as, as much as possible, we want to introduce a lot more safety features. We also don't want to introduce too much friction such that it stops you from continuing that journey.
1: Um, if not for the verification of identity, I mean, given the two ticks that Carousel received, would Carousel be uh, looking at other safety measures it will be introducing to uh, perhaps improve the performance of your um platform maybe next year? I think um one of the things that Carousel has piloted in terms of a program
4: is called Instant Buy. Um, so we are also working on um the e-commerce industry where um in Singapore we have actually launched for luxury fashion, as well as electronics. Um, What this promises is that once you actually buy an instant buy item, uh, it actually comes with several promises. Like, for example, it's always in very good condition. It's authenticated. Uh, It comes with delivery promises and whatnot. Um, So we try to introduce this e-commerce type of experience to use items. Um, and with this, um, we actually work with sellers that we have onboarded. Um, we have specially curated just so that we know that they are capable of doing all this and they have the expertise to authenticate or check like the condition of the phones. Um, so once users actually buy them, they will also be led through the carousel protection route. And um, users can be assured that whatever they are buying is something that was promised on the platform. Um, So this is something we piloted in Singapore just recently in this year. And we plan to actually expand that to other countries or even other categories in Singapore.
1: And LeBron, what is the danger if, let's say, my account is taken over by someone else, you know, uh, what can they do with my name, which uh, I should be aware of if I am a Carousel user? I think in terms of that that part about like scam
4: enablers, they use your account to conduct scams. And in that sense, uh, you become, you you lose your account and at the same time, you might have victims of like these scams coming to your account and telling you that why did you scam me, for example. You will get your account suspended. All your history would uh, disappear from the platform as as well. So um, users that are have their accounts being lost, they can also be used to list very bad items on the platform. And if, let's say, it's like illegal items, they may get into trouble as well.
2: I think we, we still need to address uh, the, the issue of, you know, reputation and carousel's reputation in particular. I mean, before the pandemic already, um, it had a, a quite a reputation for scams and all that. I mean, there were pages that were talking about uh, you're dubbed like carol hell and all that kind of thing. So what have you done to turn this reputation around? And what is the mindset behind this? Um, and, you know, how are y'all going to, you know, deal with scams uh, in the future to prevent yourself, you know, from having that reputation, go back to, you know, carol hell in a sense.
4: I think we have done quite a bit since uh, we knew about, like since the first 2018 report. Um, so there were a lot of things that we added throughout the years, um, hopefully to improve like our trust. And I think one of the things that we are pr- very proud of is also that we have managed to bring down the numbers from 5 in 10,000 transactions to 3 in 10,000 transactions from 2020 to 2021. So that's about 45% of fraud being brought down. And I think we done it with a lot in terms of putting in a lot more things like, for example, before you list, you need to verify your identity, verify your f- mobile phone number. Uh, it can also be introducing like uh, the escrow payment, which is Carousel Protection. There's also parts where we work with authorities very closely to know what are some of the upcoming trends, Uh, maybe not just on Carousel, but even in in terms of like Lazada or Shopee, what do they face on their platforms? And um, we, we work with them closely so that we also know that that could be something that might happen on Carousel as well. So once we know of about all this, we try to set up things like, for example, safety campaigns, Uh, whether it's safe on, on Facebook or whether it's in-app safety tips or even like pop-up messages at the right places uh, without introducing too much friction to the users. I think more of that is also we have grown our team quite a bit. Since 2018 until now, I think we have doubled the size of our team. Uh, we also have a dedicated trust team that looks into all these issues. And a lot of it is also into investments of like third-party tools, tools that help in machine learning, detecting like these bad users faster and whatnot. So I think it's a continuous battle uh, and we are we are still getting there. Like our founders would always say that we are 1% done.
0: Now, you mentioned that some things that happen on other platforms can happen on Carousel. Can you give some examples of how some of these scams uh, that happen elsewhere can happen yeah, on Carousel? Okay. Yeah.
4: yeah, I think the job scam one would be one of it. Uh, Lazada Q10, for example, just now when the uncle had experienced before, you know that these platforms are already being impacted. It's likely that they will come to Carousel soon. So uh, what can we actually do to prevent like this other set of users who would be impacted once Carousel's name is being mentioned?
0: So f- finally, what advice do you have for your users to transact safely online on any platform?
3: I think it's like a few things that you can do, right? Always be vigilant, you know, can join all the different NCPC, you know, they have Telegram group, WhatsApp group to keep, keep you updated on the latest uh, scam trends. I mean, when there are scam trends, it's not, it's not just applicable to Carousel, but, you know, on Telegram, you can be approached by random people to say that, hey, I have a job for you. I think number one, would be, like, really user education to really... uh We can have all these guardrails in place, but if you just choose to, like, cover your eyes and just bash through these gates, right, we we cannot help you. Like, you know, we have a lot of in-app pop-up that says, hey, don't click on suspicious links. Don't bring your chat outside of carousel. But uh, a lot of times, you just see users dismiss them. I think even in DBS, when you try to log in, you have to acknowledge that, oh, you know, I, I am aware of, like, the different phishing scams that's going on. But at the same time, these are still happening. So I think number one is that, you know, users should really be vigilant before they do anything that's money-related. Definitely don't share your OTP or banking credentials. Always check like the website as well.
4: If you see, like for example, carousel at gmail.com, that is not carousel, obviously. Try to make sure that the emails that you receive, uh, before you click on any link, just to make sure that that email address is legit one and don't anyhow put in your OTPs, don't anyhow put in your banking details. I think also if, let's say, somebody is calling you as a friend, asking you for money, or they are texting you via WhatsApp for money, for example, just always make sure to call them first before you transfer the money.
0: Thank you so much for being on the show.
4: Thank you. Thanks.
0: That's a wrap for Stop Scams, a new podcast series by The Straits Times. I'm Andre Yeo.
1: And I'm Jesse Lim.
0: And I'm David Sun. Once again, don't forget to share this podcast episode with your friends and family. If you'd like to read our Stop Scams articles, there's a link in our podcast text description below. That was a podcast by The Straits Times. Send your feedback to
4: podcastsph.com.sg.